0: Welcome to the show. Once again, I am joined by special guest co-host, Demi Ramos. Demi, how you doing?
1: I'm amazing. It's 10 30 AM. Just woke up. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Coronavirus. (laughs) Just to be clear,
0: you don't have coronavirus. No. (laughs) You're just in a bad sleep cycle because of coronavirus.
1: You always have to clarify things up for
0: Yeah. You just got to be, you know, got to got to be clear. And our guest today is the UK pop singer and songwriter Gracie, Mm. who you have been stalking on Instagram.
1: She is a badass. Like this girl's no joke. She's a real songwriter. She's one of the best upcoming songwriters, in my opinion, of Generation Z. I'm flipping out. Um, Yeah, she's she's real deal. And she's only 22. You you were on the show last week.
0: How do you feel about your, what What was it like for you last week to, to co-host?
1: Well, Roosevelt was super cool. Um, I'm super excited to meet Gracie today. I just think it's super cool to geek out over, you know, these artists and fall in love with their music and then get to talk to them and ask them things that the fans really want to know. And that's why this podcast freaking rocks.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. What can you tell the people about Gracie just kind of as an intro to who she is?
1: Okay. Gracie is, she started out as a songwriter. That is from what I read. And, um, she went from writing songs for other big artists, such as she wrote actually ritual. It had Tiesto, Jonas blue and Rita Ora on it. So she co-wrote that. So she's writing songs for big artists, right? She's from the UK and she released she started to release her music and she in this past spring had a song in top 10 in the freaking uk and that is so big so she's she's real deal
2: hey jordan how are you doing
1: good gracie
0: it's uh what 4 p.m there i guess
2: yeah it is it is 4 p.m down here what time is that over there
0: it is uh 11 a.m we're in new york we're in brooklyn
2: Oh, amazing! I love yes. New York so much.
0: Yes. Have you spent much? Have you spent much time in New York?
2: Um. No. You know what? I went on a school trip there once. Um. Wasn't the worst school trip. I fell in love with it. Um. And then, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been back since. So I haven't been back for like a couple of years now. But I'm obsessed with it. I really wanted to go like pre Miss Rona hit in the world, but then uh, now I can't go to America. So I love yeah. that.
0: Yeah. what part of the UK are you from? What part of England are you from?
2: I'm from Brighton, so On the like beach, the south. Right? Yeah, okay. the beach. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I'm in London now.
0: Okay.
2: London. Oh, yeah, so it's nice.
0: Do you have uh, Do you have aspirations to move to another city? Do you want to go to LA or New York eventually, or do you are you like London for life?
2: I do love London. Like London is definitely like it really inspires me, and I love the people here, but. I think I would definitely love to live in New York at some point, or just like go for a couple months, like stay, write some music. Um, and then LA is obviously full of like all of the music industry. So should probably, probably say LA if I was going to pick one, but New York's got a little place in here. Love it.
0: Well, Demi has become a big stan of yours. She's been, uh, really excited for the show and stalking you on Instagram and yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was uh, telling Jordan, I wanted, I know your music, but I want to know who, the, who we're talking to tomorrow, the person, Gracie the person, outside of being the artist, and I was like, I went to her first Instagram post and from 2015
2: mm. and i
1: i was like i know your favorite artists i know your Yay. friends it's great oh my god i
2: used to just be a stan account of other artists when i was younger i was literally like i just love lord oh my god that's what i her. love about
1: you though because you seem like a to be a real music fan you're a fan of music
2: and- oh my god i love i fucking love music it's stuck it's just so great it's helped me through so much so yeah definitely a little music stan over here for Sharp. And you started out as a songwriter as well. I did. Yeah, yeah. Def- yeah, so that's kind of how I I got my record deal. It was through um, like being right for other people. And then I think like the industry kind of just like, oh, but who is, who's the singer in this demo? Um, that's kind of how it started for me, really. But yeah. yeah and you, you were
0: part cool. of Xenomania, right?
2: Yeah, Xenomania. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So um, first of all, for... Xenomania, xenomania is a really big deal in the uk a lot of big hits over there but can you explain what that system is like what that um that group is like it's not really a group it just can you explain for our american listeners what it is
2: yeah of course it's it's definitely quite confusing like me as a, i was 16 when i first started working there and even i could not understand what was going on wow um but yeah no basically it's like this little pop house i guess and it was literally a house like in the countryside um and they used to like this team used to write songs for like one direction and like um a big band over here called girls aloud um and like yeah just scouting for girls a lot of them were quite U- uk based but they were like proper iconic uk songs like scouting for girls in particular were just like it's like proper uk bangers um so yeah basically i, I used to upload these SoundClouds onto well, obviously SoundCloud, um, and yeah, just got got spotted from there really, um, and yeah, it was it was so weird when I was sixteen to just be called in to like start writing for all these huge acts. I was like, what? Um, but yeah, no, it's really really cool. And you wrote, uh, you know, you wrote that song
0: that Demi really likes, the uh, uh, the ritual. And that's, oh, yeah. That I was like that pro- is that that's probably like your biggest hit that you that you've written correct Uh
2: yeah I think so I thought, yeah. well it, it I think that one was more cuz obviously Tiësto the um, people involved the UK. Yeah so I think that was definitely a weird one cuz I originally um, the writing session was, it, it was quite a big, se- I was quite nervous for that session because it was with uh, this amazing writer called um, Wayne Hector and a guy called Fraser T. Smith. And as a writer, like I would like fangirl over these these writers because, oh my God, they're just amazing. Um, and then with Jonas, who uh, I had my first ever like song out with when I was like 18 uh so it was a big session anyway and then to, to have written the song and then i just got emails coming through like chester's gonna be on it oh and rita always is cutting it and i was like what like this is mental like i don't think it that feeling of like being excited ever goes away because i remember i used to love rita Ora as well when i was growing up i remember like really vividly remember downloading her album being like red lipstick looks so cool like <laughs> i loved it yeah so it's really really cool it's still very strange and how did? I was, go
1: ahead Demi no I was telling Jordan earlier I was like she's a true badass she's a songwriter like she's not just like no one's no one's giving her songs to sing she's in the studio she's writing songs she's writing for herself she's writing for other people and um I mean what advice do you have for songwriters that that are aspiring to be at that level
2: um well to be honest I just think it's it's got to come from a real place it's got to come from like songs come from from listening and to not only yourself but to other people so when you're writing for another artist like usually I'll find I just sit in the room with them like proper get to know them have a proper chat um and yeah just kind of see what they're about kind of phrase things Uh, one of the main things that I'll do if I'm writing for another artist is just go like how would you say something if you're going to tell someone to like uh, can i swear on this i've already sworn. yeah but... go ahead, go ahead <laughs> you're like... fine you're fine um if you want to do, like if you're gonna tell a guy to fuck off like leave you alone stop texting you like how would you say it um and i think that's where kind of my artist project stemmed off is because i know that i would phrase things and say things differently to like say rita aura or like jonas blue or ollie Murs or something like that so i think yeah it, it kind of just it's all about how your brain works. And I think that's what artistry is as well. Like just a little insight to how each individual person's brain works. So yeah.
0: How did that, the experience working as a professional, as a professional songwriter before your own solo music was popular? How did that experience writing for other people help you with your own music?
2: I think it was cool to like watch people, like watch the process of it, I guess. So like it was it was weird having, like, songs in the charts for, like, I my first song that I wrote when I was 18 was featuring a lovely artist uh, called Ray, who I actually I actually went to school with. Um, so that was, like, really cool because I'd written the song, but I wasn't, like, facing it, like, front on. I could, like, kind of relate to it and be excited for Ray and seeing all of the, the opportunities and kind of live through it, through her a little bit. So um, I think that was really but yeah i think that kind of helped me go okay it just because it get, gets to this point it doesn't mean you know you're now this huge right you need to keep going and it's just consistency i think so that's kind of what i'm focusing on moving forward just trying to trying to just keep doing it i guess like yeah
0: you've been you've been releasing you've been releasing singles you know fairly recently you've bit you've you've put out different things you had people remix your single are you working up towards a full album? Is that the goal by the end of the year or, or what are your plans on that on that front?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um I I think bodies of work are really important, even though I know a lot of people in the music industry say they're probably less important, but I think it's how people connect with you and it's how um, like I said earlier, like you really understand an artist. So um, I'm definitely working towards uh, like an EP, maybe a mini album, and then uh, as it as it goes on, I I feel like I'm still developing. Like from last year uh, I, when I first released my like first single, like I've come so far on like a little journey. So. I think it'd be weird to just drop an album now when I'm still kind of learning what I like and what I don't like and um, kind of production stuff. And yeah, so I think when I get to that point, I'll be like, yeah, cool, I'm ready to drop it.
0: You had you had the issue with your voice that's been well documented. There's a really, really good uh, BBC news uh, story on your, your whole vocal cord situation. How, first of all, how's your voice feel now? Are you 100%?
2: Yeah, uh, you know what? I know every single thing you could possibly know about your, someone's voice. Like, I, I'm i so on top of it now. Because um, I used to go to, like, a performing arts school, so I'd literally sing all day. And then, because I think when it's your you love doing something, I'd always then go off and try and find someone I can go into the studio with after school, and, like, then I'd just end up be singing for, like, 12 hours, and it just wrecked my voice, my little 15-year-old voice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a long time coming, to be fair, that that um, operation. But I feel a lot stronger now. And again, any of my, like, anyone close to me who's a singer and everything, I'm like, steam your voice, make sure you warm up, you warm down. Like, 100%. It's so important. It's like, it's your job and your liability. Like, And I actually found that my vocal problems didn't come through my singing. It came through my speaking voice because I used to have like a really raspy tone Um, and I just like pushed myself a bit too far so yeah hopefully moving forward I can just keep preventing it but you know it can only do your best. What was it like for you going to art school and being around
1: all these creative crazy kids?
2: Uh, You know what It, it it was it was definitely a shock to the system when I first went, for sure. Um, but I love being around creative people. It, it inspired me more than anything. I think um, a lot of people have preconceptions, I think, about performing art schools where they think, oh, they just teach you how to be a pop star a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, firstly, I studied musical theatre, so I had absolutely wow. no insight into What's your
0: favourite musical, your favourite stage musical? <laughs> uh, I, I
2: grew up a
0: theatre kid, so I'm... I'm I'm interested. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. I love I love Company. Really, oh. that's kind
0: of an obscure sondheim That's not yeah. Quite you know, it's not I Sweeney
2: it's, Todd. It's it's not Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Although ten out of ten love love him too. um But no, I think Company is just it's really interesting how all the characters interact and like. I think musical theater is really cool. And I do think it's helped me in some ways with songwriting because it really, all it does is makes you focus on other people and other people's emotions. How would they feel if this happened or that happened and stuff like that. So I think that kind of helped me with like trying to get into other people's heads songwriting wise, um, that's yeah, no, fun. Yeah. Do you still
0: have a little bit of the acting bug in you? Do you? Do you see yourself doing some acting at some point?
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Potentially. I think um, once you have it in you, it's always there Um, and uh, maybe in the future. But at the minute, I'm definitely very music focused. I think it's just that it was a thing that like I'd always never get bored of. I'd never, ever get bored of music and I'd do it for um, forever if I could.
0: It's easy because you're a UK singer to compare you to other UK singers. But who vocally, who are your idols? Who did you want to emulate? You've talked a little about Lord a lot. You've talked about Sia a lot in interviews. Yeah. So who, who are your favorite artists that you kind of looked up to in your teens?
2: I mean, genuinely, both of them were huge influences on me because I think they started They made me believe really made me believe them um and they're both such strong female writers as as well as artists so i think that was their real turning points for me i really really vividly remember listening to chandelier by sia and going i want to be an artist i want to be an artist because she's written for like rihanna beyonce like all of these incredible um artists and then she comes out with this song which was so authentic and i was like nah this is such good pop music um and i loved katie perry as well when i was younger i was i mean i still love her now but teenage dream as a pop album is just got to be one of the best mm-hmm. crafted pop music like albums ever i just i literally it's like my holy grail i think it's incredible and every song on
0: there seems like a single even the ones that weren't singles
2: yeah, literally. Oh, man. Like I, I used to love Pearl. That was like my favorite. It wasn't even a single. So yeah, I could I could rant about that album for many moons, but I won't bore you with it.
1: <laughs> it was just last year that you you announced that you were working on a project and you were ready to share it and it was your own. And I really want to know how you felt the moment that it was shared to the world. And it was on the internet for people to hear.
2: Oh, it was so weird. I was with my one of my best friends. Um, I was staying around hers because I was too emotional. I was absolutely, like, so buzzing. And, you know, it was so weird to see um like my little name on spotify and apple music and all the other sites like it was just it felt so i already felt so accomplished that i had about two streams i was like i've done it (laughs) (laughs) Mum. so uh yeah no i think it was it was absolutely wild and just um to be fair it did actually really scare me after about a week because then i was like oh this is a really personal moment for me like this is something i wrote not thinking i would be the voice of like singing it, and I could just par it off being someone else's idea, but um, so yeah, it did scare me when I started to think about the fact that it was like my emotions on on show, but I think that's natural and something you have to kind of come to terms with if, if you want to do this as a job, so. You have some
0: really cool production techniques on your songs in terms of the sounds and the samples, and pretty simple. You don't have Like, you can pick out, you can hear them. Uh, Demi is a musician. She's a guitar player. And she's also an aspiring engineer. So she knows more about this than I do. But
2: I love that. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: But I'm interested how much of, you're a songwriter, but how much influence do you have? Over the production of your songs, are you in there with the producer, like picking out sounds and and chord progressions? Or tell me about your relationship with producers when you're when you're recording.
2: Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. I'm if you ask any of the producers on my tracks, so they'll probably say I'm the most annoying person on the planet. Um, different things I actually co-produced, uh, which was my first single, um, because I think with me i definitely have like these visions of how i can see a song sounding um and different things i was i definitely wanted a vocoder on it and the reason i use a vocoder throughout all of my productions is because i think um the voice is rarely well it should be used as an instrument more and using something like a vocoder just instantly makes the voice into like this emotional it gives like all the harmonics and it's just like it just makes it instantly hit um, a lot more. So it was definitely something I wanted to explore throughout all of my, um, like, songs last year, especially.
0: And Alan, is is Alan your producer that you work with all the time, that you've worked with a lot?
2: I write with him a lot, yeah, yeah. But um, that's the, I think that's the only song we have out together at the minute, but I guess I only have a couple out, to be fair, but... Yeah, so Alan's great um, guy called Seba, who does a lot of my production. will get—he's like a brother to me, essentially—and we'll literally get in, like proper fights. Like, no, you've brought you've put the kick drum up in the mix too much. We need to put it down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid fights. Um, and yeah, but I think it's it's really important for for artists to be involved. I think I'm definitely more—I um, care so much about the top line and the way. It, the song like is shaped and how that makes you feel. I want it to be like a journey. So a lot of my songs will find like, they kind of get bigger at the end and it's like this big like dramatic ending and these ad-libs are just like really extra but it. Um, I love it, they care. There's
1: something I really want to know about your experience as a female in the industry, working in pop music. A lot of the times, you know, just like any other industry, it's male dominated. And
2: I wanna know how, like any hardships, any, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say to you. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. so sick that you're, you know, doing engineering and stuff because I don't think there's enough females like out there doing that. Um, over lockdown, I, I definitely shaped up a bit of my uh, engineering skills as well because I was dreadful before. Love that for me. Um, yeah, I think it's it's been hard, especially when I was younger, being like this new 18-year-old girl. I don't think anyone cared. Literally, it was so rare to have someone who actually would hear my voice. I'd had it in sessions where I'd sing something or say something, and then my, like, male top-liner co-writer will say it again, and the producer would be like, that's so sick, that's a sick idea. And I'll just be like, wicked, love that, Yeah. <laughs> But it just happens and I think even going into being an artist I found like sometimes being a being a woman just seems to be like a genre of music like it's it's like Mm -hmm. there can't be two brunettes in in the UK uh at one certain time because they'll just get compared to each other even if that one is a country artist and one is you know like a hip-hop like it, it literally it's it's pretty outrageous to be fair but um I think slowly but surely, we're doing it, girls. Like, it's like sharing and making sure that like other women are heard. And yeah, like there's so many incredible, incredible um, upcoming female artists at the minute who's just constantly inspiring me and um, making me feel so excited about like future of kind of female pop, I guess. So yes, come through girls, let's go. But yeah, even things like I remember when I was first trying to do my artist thing, like, I'd get, like, oh, so what are you going to be called? Because there can't be two Gracies. There can't be two Graces. And you're just like, why? How many Jameses are there? Why can there not be two Graces? Why can there not be two Katies? And it, it, name. And I was just like, I'm not changing my name from Grace. Like, I mean, Gracie is what my dad calls me. But, yeah, like, I just... That's why I would like to be called. And there's no reason why all of my graces out there, we can't all just do this together. Let's go. Like, I hate being pitted against people for having a similar name or hair color. Or do you know what I mean? It's just, it's tiring. It's really, really tiring.
0: Now, pop music over the last few years, I feel like it's gotten darker. The sounds, the subject matter, you know, three, four or five years ago, kind of in that when that diplo peak you know justin bieber sorry that kind of era where everything sounded like you were at the beach you know um yeah so how do you feel about the state of pop music in terms of the sounds that are coming out now
2: um i think i do think Billie eilish and phineas have had a huge impact on on like The darkness, I guess, of of pop music. It feels like left of center pop is now the center, right? Um, But I'm all here for it. Like I used to love it back when, like Lord was coming out with those, with those dark bangers. I'm always here for a like slightly darker sounding pop music. Lana Del Rey Um,
0: was kind of also in that.
2: Of course, yeah, Lana as well. Pushing it darker, yeah. Um, But it's. I mean, there's always been that kind of darker side of pop. I just think now. I think maybe it's something to do with like social media where everything's so candy floss, perfect filters. Where are actually like having a song which has the lyric like I want to end me in it is is so shocking, but so important because it's like just it just speaks like what some people are actually feeling. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're on Polydor, which is part of Universal. So you've you've always, you're in the label system. Versus mm-hmm. like going completely independent. Mm-hmm. What has that experience been like? Cause you've always, you, I mean, I say like you've like always, you've only been around for six years or something, but what do you, why, why did you choose to go that route versus doing everything by yourself and being completely an indie person?
2: I think for me, I I went through songwriting, so I just knew more people, I guess, like I think if I was starting out as an artist, like I would definitely explore releasing more music, maybe um, independently first, but um, I met, I had a personal relationship with the guy I ended up signing to at Polydor, um, and he's just like a good friend, and he has the same music taste as me, and we had the same kind of ideas for the project. So it wasn't like, yeah, I, my experiences as being great because I love my team and I trust them. And I think regardless of if you're independent or if you're signed to a huge major label and it's this huge deal, like the most important thing is finding a team that you trust and who are gonna be honest with you and tell you when your songs suck um, and tell you when they're great. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for my little team. I think they're amazing. What's your dream collaboration? oh it changes anybody the in the world i i i absolutely love mark ronson i would i would love to do something with him in the future um and then uh, growing up i was always a huge fan of like gwen stefani and like girls like that so yeah I, oh my gosh and i heard jew is, is coming out with a little uh remix of gwen so i'm absolutely buzzing for that canny wait that'd be great um but yeah, I think it's kind of maybe along those lines would be would be great if, if I could make a wish.
0: Yeah, I think you'd you th- I think you'd be really cool to do a rap song uh, thing with somebody like an, an American rapper with your voice. Would sound oh, really yeah,
2: that, cool. would be, that would be sick. Yeah, definitely. And you know what mm-hmm. is cool is that I think the Internet's just made things so much easier to to bounce stuff over and be like, Send me oh, like, your stems. Yeah. Yeah, like just inst- just instant DM them and see if they reply. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool.
0: You had some success in the UK, obviously, and you're wanting to come to uh, the states. How important is international success? Is is that kind of your next, you know, the thing that's in your sightline now? Is like getting popular, getting your music out to international markets, especially the US here.
2: I definitely, I mean, I think the US is, is one that everyone's like, oh, like the US is so great and la uh, la. So, I, I mean, of course, I'd, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love to just come out and, and chill to be fair, the weather over there. Let me, let me, let me know if I can come. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think also nowadays is with things like TikTok and Instagram and a lot, like, I think it's different to just like focusing on one kind of area, you can't just go, I'm just focusing on the UK, I'm just focusing on Europe and um, like the US. I think it's just like, whoever connects with your music, it doesn't matter where you're from, it's just doing it to a point where everyone can kind of reach it. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there to as many people as I can and whoever connects with it, then that's great. And if that's in the US, even better, because then I can get on the beach. <laughs> I have
1: some questions for the diehard fans. Okay, it's very important.
2: Is okay. it true
1: you have a pet bunny?
2: Oh my gosh, I don't have a pet bunny. I'm so <laughs> I'm so sad for anyone that where did not, you get that, that, bunny that, was that my...
0: nugget? Where did you get that nugget from, Dimi?
1: Have secret information.
2: I know, I <laughs> did you see what, do you see on my gram? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually my best friend's uh, house bunny, and he is so cute. He's um he's called Bonnie and every time i go to cuddle him i think it's a girl and he's like no it's it's a guy and it's
1: no they really cuddle with you the money oh
2: it's so (laughs) sweet so sweet one of the one of his ears is dropped down and like it just always is a little bit floppy so he's just so he's so sweet but yeah no not my bunny unfortunately but i'm uh what is the last song that you cried your eyes out to Oh, that's such a good that one. wasn't different things because i've cried my eyes out to that every time. every time, time. <laughs> oh that's such a good one um robin always hits me i don't know what it is she's always hits me um so anything robin may, I, and you know what proper like dancing on my own yeah 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 yeah. dancing on my own gets me though like that's called your girlfriend because
0: in that era yeah
2: yeah, I mean, I would just cry because she's so amazing, to be fair. Like, I'd just cry because I'm just like, hey, you're the most talented human. But, um, yeah, Robin gets me. Lord Melodrama always gets me. And Bruno Major is a good one as well. Even though his songs are, some, uh, most of them are kind of happy. They just, they're so beautiful. They made me tear up. <laughs> yeah.
0: You mentioned, you talked about your, your love of Sia. And one thing you like about Sia That's great about Sia is that, you know, she's being able to maintain write songs for other people while making her own hits. Do you see yourself as a lifelong songwriter for other people as well as your own music? Because some people, when they become songwriters, they kind of abandon. And I mean, when they become their own soul, when they become stars themselves, they kind of abandon writing songs for other people. Do you see yourself writing songs for other people indefinitely into your 30s and 40s?
2: um uh yeah to be fair I can't imagine my life not writing music so um I think I'd yeah I have to say yes but obviously um it just it depends if people will still like my songs uh in, in that many years so um I just I, I think it's like as long as I love it I'll do it and I think that's the one thing that last year taught me losing my voice is just I I literally just love writing songs and I didn't quite appreciate it until I found I couldn't do it for three months. So um yeah, I think I would probably find myself as a little seventy year old trying to pitch to a uh, you know, little mix.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite album start to finish? Do you have a favorite album? It's kind of a loaded question.
2: It's hard because i mean as i've said like teenage dream i think really shaped me as like a pop songwriter because it made me like really love and that was like my album like it wasn't one that, that we just played in the car as kids and i ended up loving um so definitely cades perry teenage dream blondie when i was a kid just can't pick an out al- i can't pick an album I really, okay, I just, that's can't.
0: Fair. but i really appreciate that you want to you're big into bodies of work and creating albums and not just getting singles out there. What if you had, I know that you're, you're eventually working up to an album, the music that you want to release that, that you're working on now, how is it different than what you've released so far? Like on your EP?
2: It is. It's quite a different um, little vibe. Actually, I feel like as I've kind of grown this year, Um, A lot of my music I've released earlier this year, um, including Don't Need Love which was um, actually in 2019, end of like December, um, was all from just after my voice operation. That's when I'd like written it and pretty much finished it. Um, And now all of this music coming out is kind of like, Stemming from different a different time in my life. Moving forward, it's gonna be a lot more upbeat, a lot funkier, a lot more fun. Um, and sometimes I think, like, I'll play songs, my old songs to like my mates, and they'll be like, "I did not know you were upset about this situation." Still, <laughs> like, what? Um, so I think this feel these like next couple of songs feel a lot more me in terms of like my actual personality um, and a lot more like fun and just silly and cool so
0: hence your love of mark ronson
2: well of course of course Uh, i've got a do you like do
0: you like that kind of like that that uh that horn driven kind of funky you know because he's known for horn charts and funk yeah you
2: know yeah yeah i haven't i didn't think i've got any horns in my next single but maybe i'll have to uh have to rewrite some some parts to get them in, to be fair. Well, I played
0: trumpet in middle school, so if you need a trumpet player, hit me up, hit
1: me up. On the days that you're not in the studio, what are what is something that we can find you doing um, non-music related, just like Gracie as a person?
2: Non-music, really. Oh, I do love... I'd love a cheeky walk. I love a cheeky walk. I'll go and a walk. I'll listen to a podcast. Probably bashing out this one, to be fair. Love it. Are you a party um, girl? Or are you, like, a homebody? Uh, not with Miss Rona around, obviously. Can't, can't be party girl. Um, I d- you know what? I'm less, like, clubby. And I'm more, like, let's go to the pub and let's get all of the G&Ts in. Um, and let's just chill out. Um, so, yeah, I think just hanging out with my, like, Loved ones as well is really important, um, and stroking as many fun dogs as possible. And bunnies. <laughs> You'll probably find me in a park just trying to try to chase small dogs to, to stroke. So, so that's, probably, <laughs> that's what I'm up to.
0: And what have you been? What have you been watching? Do you watch anything? Are you like a Netflix person?
2: Yeah, I I watched uh, Sex and the City for the first time the whole of lockdown, and um, I've had really hard time departing <laughs> from it. Seeing as I finished it. Which now. character are you out of all out of all four? Which character are you? You know what's so funny is like each one of my friends is is a person. I would say, and I know it sounds really ridiculous, like sounds proper narcissistic, but I would say probably more of a carry than anyone else. Mm, I think the writer. Uh, i'm the writer yeah (laughs) i actually because of sex in the city started this like little email blog that i sent to everyone on my mailer um and each week during quarantine to like just make sure everyone who like follows me is like doing all good i just send them a little update of like stupid um stuff and it's just like it's quite fun like it's a little thing that um me and my little gang can just look like who is who is your who is
0: your favorite out of carrie's boyfriends who is your favorite
2: Oh my God! You know what? I watched. It's got to be Aiden,
0: right? It's got to be. Aiden.
1: That's a great question.
2: Aiden's Aiden's a stunner. I love him, but you know what? It's just when you have that gravitation with someone, it's got. It has she's to be a big. big. Girl. It has to be big. Like uh, even I watched the film. I don't want to spoil anything, actually. But I mean, you, you know like what? big for
1: the songs, for writing I, songs.
2: Big, big's the one. You know, she's got a connection <laughs> to him. I just get it. It's just there, and you can't look elsewhere because it's just big it's just big it's John was there like a
1: music scene when you were growing up like an underground scene um yeah did you go to
0: shows and stuff when you were a kid or like how did you go from nothing just you know Gracie the young woman to Gracie posting stuff on SoundCloud and
2: I think um, when I was at Brit, um, the performing arts school, it was like everyone was doing it. Like everyone wanted to get into music. Um, Everyone was uploading SoundClouds. That's literally the reason I uploaded some because I think without everyone doing it, I maybe wouldn't have had the confidence to. Is it still Um, up?
0: Whatever you uploaded on SoundCloud originally, is it still available?
2: I think maybe one of them is, but a lot of them, I think um, my manager was like, Take it
0: out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always curious about yeah. how people feel about their early recordings.
2: You know what it was as well? It wasn't even like well recorded. Like I wrote, so I wrote these songs at like 14, 15, 15, 16 ish. And then I'd like write them on my acoustic guitar, go into the bathroom for the, uh, the acoustics. Oh, you know, I love yeah, that. Total and sh- then I'd record it onto my phone. And then for the reverb, you know, love it. And I wouldn't have enough storage on my phone to record the full song. So these like little snippets of these like little 15 year old girls song on SoundCloud. I have absolutely no idea how anyone was like, this girl should write for my, uh, my artist, love her. Not, not a clue, but um, yeah, so I think they had to go down to be fair, they had to be removed.
0: And and someone just like reached out to you based on your SoundCloud.
2: Yeah, I mean, these people are like that. I guess that's their job to like hear potential. Cause yeah, we must have had a whole lot of potential because it was it wasn't a cute song. Let me let me just tell you that I was I've hopefully improved from yeah. that moment.
0: I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I'm sure also. Now that I want to hear the song.
2: <laughs> you know, I'll send you. I'll send you a private link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leak it to the world, I, I beg.
0: All right, Gracie, we really appreciate your time. We'll let you go here. Thank you so much for joining us on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been wicked speaking to you both.
0: It's Real with Jordan Edwards It's presented by PopDust. Go to PopDust.com for the latest in pop culture, music, and entertainment. And you can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio. And Demi, where can they find you?
1: Are we going to say find or are we going to say hit me up?
0: <laughs> yeah, where can they find you and not DM you?
1: Demi underscore Ramos on Instagram um, or in real life. Let me just put in my address. It's 555fakestreet. 555fakestreet.com streetcom
0: com. <laughs> <laughs>